Hi there, my name is Mary Kilolea. Welcome to the To Be Boulder podcast, providing career insights for the next generation of women in business and tech. To Be Boulder was created out of my love for technology and marketing, my desire to bring together like-minded women, and my hope to be a great role model and source of inspiration for my two girls and other young women like you. Encouraging you guys to show up and to be bolder and to know that anything you guys dream of, it's totally possible. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in today. Today's guest has one of the hottest jobs around. Emily Seacrest is Director of Brand and Social Media at Lamb Research. She's a global marketer, communicator, and strategist with a passion for connecting brands and customers on emotional level through storytelling and shared values. Emily, oh my gosh, it is so great to have you here. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. I've been uh, following this podcast for a while, so it's exciting to be here. Thank you. And a little secret to the audience members, our career paths have crossed before, so it's it's wonderful to see your face again as well. You too. Um, okay, so you have seen social media from its infancy to grow up to what it is today. How essential would you say social media is for businesses? I think you know, just taking a step back, as you said, like seeing it through its infancy, when I started in social media, the first challenge to me was take a look at the social thing. You know, it wasn't brand new, but the idea of using it for businesses, especially in the B2B space was, was fresh. And so it was, should we be doing social media? And if we should, what should we be doing? And that's no longer the question. There's, there's no option about whether or not you should be doing social media uh, because you don't have a choice in the matter. Right. Uh, you have people who are going to be talking about you in social media, regardless of whether or not you have a presence. And so the question has become you know, really not should we do it, but how are we going to do it? Where are we going to do it? And what level of participation are we going to have? Uh, they used to say that your website was the front door to the company. Um, and I, that I think is still true, but if it's the front door, then social media is the living room. And so it's just like, what type of living room do you want to have? What types of conversations, et cetera. So I would say it's foundational at this point. Um, and it's mandatory to some degree. Yeah, I would totally agree. So let's back up a little bit too, and, and have you tell us about your journey and Mm -hmm. how you got to where you are today. Yeah, so actually, I'm going to take it a little bit way back. I actually, I started in college as a nursing major. Oh, I didn't um, know that. And I did that. I got into my clinicals and I was like, oh, no, people, I have to keep them alive. Like, this is not this is not what I was built for. So I switched and went into business. Um, and then I actually started just out of college in HR um, as a generalist in a manufacturing facility. So very, very different. Uh, but worked my way through a number of jobs um, in HR, training and development, succession planning, got into HR comms and internal comms and managed to find my way onto a marketing team. And at that point, I had just joined the marketing team from comms. And that's when they said, hey, social media, what do we do with this? Um, and so I did that for a while. I built a program and got into CRM and then took a break, went agency side for a little bit just to get some experience there. Um, and then came back client side, uh, worked for a couple of you know large B2B organizations, and then um, hadn't done social media per se um, and brand. I was in a couple different spaces. And then I got a call from Intel uh, to come back to social media, come out of retirement, if you will, 
Um, and then just most recently was head of social media there before coming to to Lamb. And Lamb's been great because I am doing social media, but I'm getting back into brand and a, and a number of other things that I've got some passion for. That's awesome. And you mentioned your agency and client side experience. Mm-hmm. How how valuable do you think it was to you and your perspective and your career and even marketability to have mm-hmm. both of those? I think it's funny. I've seen a lot of memes lately from the agency side that are all like clients and so like rolling their eyes and they're like, I used to be on the agency side. But I do think that, you know, there is a lot of value um, in just building empathy for those relationships and understanding the challenges that you're on on both sides. Um, I think oftentimes as a client, if you don't have that agency experience, you're like, I don't understand like why this takes so long or why scoping is like this or um, why can't they just be available when I need them? Um, you know, retainer without a retainer. And so I think it's really important to know both sides so that you can be a better partner across the board. I love it. And I completely agree. Uh, let's talk about the complexities related to mm-hmm. the responsibilities of social media. You know, I, I think there's some that unless you're in it, you don't really <laughs> realize everything that goes with it. Can you talk about some of those? I would say there's three different areas that each have pieces that cause complexity when it comes to social media. Um, The first one is the platforms themselves. Um, And it's not just like the current platforms, but, you know, staying close to what platforms are coming, um, understanding their capabilities, new new features that are being added, how how are they optimizing their algorithms? So there's a lot about just staying close to the platform themselves and understanding, uh, you know, really kind of the capabilities and how you would use those. And then you add on top of that kind of that internal marketing layer, which is, you know, what do we use social for? Who are our audiences? What are our um, company goals and objectives that we're trying to ladder social media plans up to content, um, paid and organic? Who's our audience? How is our audience shifting with all the platform changes? Um, and so it's, staying close on the platforms, it's staying close to, you know, what you need to get done and accomplish with social media. And then there's this third piece, which is the organization itself. Um, And this, I think, you know, each of these has different, you know, different companies, one's harder than the other, if you will. Um, You know, in some cases, it's how do I get a seat at the table? Um, And I'm not saying this is the case where I am or, you know, the places I've been, but oftentimes people look at social and they're like, oh, like the intern could do that. Um, or like, we don't need a senior person. Why do we need a senior person leading social media? It's just a bunch of tweets. And a lot of people, because they have a social media account, think they can do it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you've got a lot of people who I think discount or discredit what it takes to do social. And then you also have this like mitigating risk factor, because the more active you are, the more uh, visibility you have, the more places you have for there to be risk or issues to come up. So it's like, we need a seat at the table. Oh, and we know that we're risky, but you know, give us a shot. And then also our employees are our number one tool that we have, especially today as the feeds are getting more crowded and you know, people are uh, distrusting brands more. It's how do we get our employees activated so that they can help carry that message. So there's all these things like a bunch of spinning plates that you're trying to keep moving. And oh, it's it's always on. So it's 24 hours a day. That is complex. Yeah, it's a lot to take in. And so, you know, I think being very clear and and managing up and helping educate and bringing your stakeholders along is an incredibly important aspect of it. So 
if someone was looking at more of a junior role, mm-hmm. what might be some of the positions to look for? Or, and also let's talk about those mid-level roles, because mm-hmm. I think my audi- audience kind of covers both. What's been great about the evolution of social media is, you know, when I started, it was you were like a social media strategist or a community manager. And as it's grown and the definition of social continues to expand, I think there's more and more opportunities to get in um, and to learn different things that are either going to be great for you to, to extend your career up or to use what you've learned in other places. So you can go a strategist route, which is, you know, working closely with your business and your stakeholders to determine you know, how we use social content planning, et cetera. Um, that gets you in a great path to take a leadership role. Um, I would say one of the best ways in and where I've seen a lot of people get their start is community management. And these are the people that are in the day-to-day. They're, you know, reading the conversations, they're responding on behalf of the brand, they're doing social listening, they're creating a feedback loop up. Um, and it's a really great way to really dive in on social and be in the day-to-day of it. But it's also really great to know your audience. So even if you want to go do something else, there's no better way to know who you're marketing to than to spend your days kind of in the, the weeds of the conversations understanding their pain points and what they're looking to do. And then the other way is more like a creative kind of content production. So you could be a strategist, you can go community management, um, strategist more kind of mid-level. Or if you want to go more creative side, you know, you have to create and develop creative specifically for social. So there's a whole arm of this that would be just being like an internal creative kind of uh, services type of role for social media as well. Uh, learning things like animations, how to display content visually in a way that's kind of thumb-stopping and engaging. Don't you think one of the most important things, especially, um, I guess I would say some of the older generation, because you got millennials that were just born mm-hmm. with it, they're on their phones yeah. all the time, but you you know, people my age, like I dabble in it all the time mm-hmm. and, I, and I do it with my own brand just so I'm educated, just so I yep. know and I understand it. And, and I, I see people who don't do that. And I think yeah. that's doing themselves a disservice. Yeah. I mean, I, I I am one of those millennials. So, you know, I came in and was one of the early users of Facebook. Uh, it's been fun to see other generations kind of come in and make it their own. I think it's a disservice, but also it's got to be authentic. Mm-hmm. So if you're somebody who's not comfortable, you're better off not. I, 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 I There's like the voyeurs that are just kind of in there lurking that are watching things. And I think if that's your comfort level, that's great. You don't have to necessarily create things, but you should be aware of the tools. You should understand them, especially from a business perspective. But I think the other side of the coin is trying to force somebody to be active in social when that's not something that's comfortable for them feels very inauthentic and disingenuous. So, you know, if that's what you want to do, you want to come in and lurk, I think that's great, but that's probably a minimum you need to do. Good point. Um, okay, so how can someone best prepare themselves for to be most appealing to a higher manager who has like open social roles? And and I know that's a very broad statement, yeah. but what what are like some of the the I don't know soft skills or mm-hmm. values or just intrinsic things that you look for in, in talent? I think so. Obviously, any prior experience in social or marketing is going to be helpful. I look for the people that are able to make connections too. Um, Because I think so often you can come in and say like, I can make really cool Instagram reels or I can make a a cool TikTok. Like I would be great, especially when it comes to B2B. What I'm looking for is 
how do you make the connection of that really cool, relevant TikTok that you're doing and connect it back to the bottom line and how it's going to produce some sort of return on investment for the business? Um, and so it's having both that understanding of social media, even if it's just something you're doing on your own, but being able to dig in and have business acumen mm -hmm. and, and be analytical about how you use those things. Um, and so a lot of times we'll have people come in for interviews and be like, hey, I was out on your channel. I was like reading up on your business. Have you thought about these things? And if they're able to bring some great ideas that feel like they connect all of those things, um, I, I think that's great. You said earlier, one of the biggest challenges is um, platforms. How do you actively stay engaged or up to date with the ever-changing landscape and, and, um, and determine which is right for your business? Yeah, well, I think so. first is staying up to date. And, you know, some of it is just reading and, and doing your own things. I belong to and I have for years, um, socialmedia.org. It's a great organization. It's for um, clients. So no vendors, no agencies. Um, and there's very strict um, rules around confidentiality. But it's a great place for all of us who do social media to be able to share like, hey, this is a new feature. Have you tried it? You know, what did your experience been? Have you gotten good results? So there's like just staying close to the platforms. Um, and if you're lucky enough, you know, not all companies are, but if you're lucky enough to, you know, have have some spend enough with those platforms to have some really great account directors over there, you know, learning as much as you can. Um, and then I think if you use all the resources, your own network you've built, if you belong to things like socialmedia.org, if you're following all the, the news feeds for the platforms, the decision on what to use really goes back to your business. And again, what are those goals and, and what do you need to do um, to make those decisions? Um, consumer is going to be much different. You know, when I was working in, in um, gaming, for example, things like Twitch, um, and Discord and things like that were way more important than LinkedIn. Um, and so understanding your audience, where they're spending their time, what you're looking for them to do, um, and what the information is, is going to help you make decisions about where you need to be and what content you're creating. Um, so you need to have an understanding of all of them. And I've seen some really creative applications where you maybe not think a platform makes sense, but you see somebody do something where they kind of hack it and you're like, oh, well, that's actually pretty cool. I should have thought of that myself. But yeah, um, it's but it's hard. It's a lot. Okay. Well, let's shift gears here for a bit and kind of bring it back more on you. Um, mm -hmm. How have you approached your career from a strategy standpoint, mm -hmm. if you will? Or do you? I have tried to not be too prescriptive. Um, I like. I know there's some people who are like, I want to do this, and then I want to do this, and then I want to do this, and this will put me in a great place for this career ladder. And that's not the way I approach it. Um, I know that there's things that are hard no's. Like, these are things I don't want to do, I don't enjoy doing, I don't want to work in these industries. Um, for me, it's about being open and seeing all of the opportunities that come and see which ones feel right or are going to push me the furthest. Um, I don't want to stay in a comfort zone too long. I, I know there's things I enjoy doing, but you know, changing industries or companies or, you know, looking for those opportunities and advocating for yourself. Sometimes it's as simple as seeing a need in an organization and raising your hand and saying, we need that. And I, I'm passionate about it. And I want to go do that. I think that's wonderful uh, to speak up and, and, and create those opportunities for yourself. 
when you think about shifting to a new job or a new company, mm-hmm. are there any like non-negotiables that are important to you, whether it be like culture or, you know, mm-hmm. I, I guess I'll, I'll leave it at that. Are yeah. there any non-negotiables? I think the older I get, things like culture and work-life balance, um, leadership are incredibly important. Not that they're not important before, but um, I think when you're earlier in your career, you're more willing to make sacrifices or have more trade-offs. And the further you get in your career, you know, if you've got a family, maybe if you don't, if you've got other things that are occupying your time, then you find those things that matter most to you. And for me right now, where I am, it's where am I going to be able to be able to balance things the best and to be able to get a good night's sleep at the end of the night, you know, like feel like I'm, I'm both productive and I'm a valuable member of the team, but that that team also values who I am outside of the team as well. Yeah. Um, pros and cons of being in social media. I don't, I don't know. That's a hard question to, to bring up any cons, but I've got, I got to imagine there are some. Oh, there definitely are. So pros would be that every day is different. You can never predict what's going to happen, which is exciting, but also one of the cons because you can never predict what's <laughs> going to happen. Um, you get to be a valuable member. If you can, if you can manage up and you can educate, you can be seen as a very valuable member of the team because you have your finger on the pulse of everything that's happening and you're a, a valuable part of the feedback loop that goes back into business. And it, I think in social, you can pretty quickly and easily see some of the value you're bringing back. Cons are it's 24-7. Like as much as you can build a team um, and you can have people in regions to help with it, you never stop being concerned about what's happening because it's like trying to, it's like a, a drop in the ocean, if you will, trying to, to listen and, and know what's happening and where the mentions are. Um, and, you know, you are not immune from any of the cultural things that are happening, political things that are happening. Like you, you've got to be on and prepared for crisis management at all times. That's so, so true. And no more true than these recent years mm-hmm. that we've been living through. Um, okay. So let's switch to how you you approach challenges that have come your way all throughout your career. Um, well, I've had some, as we all have, <laughs> you know, I went, I was laid off at one point after I moved across the country, I didn't have a network. It was scary to be kind of feeling like you're out there on an island. Um, I think it's having people around you who can remind you of who you are, that can remind you that you are smart, that you are capable um, and digging in deep to find that within yourself. Um, which is not always easy. Um, And I think it's having faith that what you've done to this point will get you through to the next one. Um, And trying to not to take those things personally, that a a lot of times things happen outside of your control, but knowing when you've got to grow and change yourself in order to respond to those. Do you actively um, engage or, or work on your network, building your network? Is it a conscious thing that you work on? I do. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily formalized in, in what I do, but I think always, you know, making sure that you're staying in touch with people, that you're remembering holidays or birthdays or like what's going on and you're checking in. Um, I, 
and not in like a manipulative way, like, oh, I might need them someday, but having and taking a true interest in the people that you surround yourself with and being supportive of them along the way um, is, is only going to benefit everybody along the way. So yeah, I, I think that, that that's definitely important, um, but it's definitely a balance. How um, have you advocated for yourself over the years? Any um, advice on that? I think advocating is my number one thing that I would want everyone to know that they need to do. And I think that that changes not only with company size, but where you are in your career. And oftentimes it's harder to advocate earlier um, because we, you know, we all suffer from things like imposter syndrome and you know we, we're not quite confident in ourselves. And so definitely advocating for yourself um, gets easier. I think I would the thing I would remind people early in their career is you have something to bring to the table. Um, and you've got value, whether you know it or not. And so it's never, never easy when somebody's unsure of themselves to try to convince them of that. But I think the more you can do to remind yourself over time. And then I, I think it's, like I said, one of the most important things you can do is to advocate for yourself, to stand up and to stand up for others too. You know, if you see something or you see that somebody maybe isn't getting the advantages they should be. Um, I think also if you advocate for others along with yourself, it helps you build credibility within the organization too. That's fantastic. Um, if you were starting off in marketing today or your career, is is there anything that you would do differently? Um, you know, I love B2B. It's where I've spent most of my time. Um, I think it has really unique challenges. I would go and maybe take the other path of B2C and get more on the consumer side. And I'm sure we all think that. I think B2B, we're like, we love it. There's a passion there. But y'all, consumer <laughs> would be really great too. So I think I would look for some other kind of industry experiences. Um, and then also maybe deep dive into some other areas of marketing beyond you know, social and, and digital as well. Um, when you reflect on your career, what are you most proud of? Um, I would say getting through those tough times and then being able to look back at them when times are good and to understand how far that you've come. Um, I, I know it wasn't one of the questions that we were talking about today, but it was like around, you know, when have you know that you've made it? And for me, it's like when you can walk into a room and, and just know that you, that you bring something and you're confident in the value that you have. And I think that there's a pivot that happens in your career when you no longer are kind of questioning yourself. And so for me, that's kind of like that proud moment of knowing, like, no, I, I know that I have something that I can do that I can bring that would be valued. Yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely. What does, uh, to be bolder mean to you? Um, yeah, I think, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I think it's standing up for yourself. It's standing up for others. Mm -hmm. um, it's easy to get kind of defensive and to, to pit yourself against other people or to feel insecure. Um, but it's easier and it feels better at the end of the day to be supportive of others um, and know that there's room at the table for everybody. Um, and so I think it's, it's that advocating, whether it's for a job or it's for things that you see um, where people are being mistreated or when people aren't giving themselves the credit they deserve. So, you know, even if it's just like being with somebody and saying like, actually, that was a great idea, like speak up more on that. So I think it's just having the courage to, to uh, use your voice um, to be able to support yourself and others. 
This has been so fun. Um, Is there anything that you'd like to tell the um, audience or listeners that we haven't talked about that you could add? I would say for me more like what I would make sure anyone early in their career knows is that your career journey is probably not going to go the way you think it's going to go. As the person who is in a manufacturing plant as an HR person being here today, (laughs) um, but be open, be open to the opportunities that come, be willing to, you know, take risks. Sometimes they'll work, sometimes they won't, but Uh, The journey can be even more fun than you think when you start out, if you're willing to take those chances. Fantastic advice. How can someone get in contact with you? Uh, The best way to get in contact with me is LinkedIn. Um, So I'm in social media, so I'm (laughs) out there all the time. Um, So send me an email message or connect with me. Happy to continue to grow that network and get to know everybody. Emily, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. This has been a great time. Thanks for listening to the episode today. It was really fun chatting with my guest. If you liked our show, please like it and share it with your friends. If you want to learn what we're up to, please go check out our website at 2bbolder.com. That's the number two, little b, boulder.com.